I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots who think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Evening everybody, welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing? Finally back! in the Vaulted Podcast Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And today, I'm pleased to introduce you to the Howard Stern Show during the O.J. Simpson trial. And uh, we're now at the point in this podcast where if we were more popular, there would be Reddit threads starting, like, what is the riff between the boys? They're never in the same room anymore. It's just me and Matt from Rhode Island. Yeah, it's it's actually been a while since the since the, all of us have been. It's here. been a long, and I've done every combination it, of shows with you guys. So literally start, every combination. Start speculating. What I'm really trying to do now, we can finally have a vote. Are the Craig episodes or the Matt episodes better produced? So you decide, folks. Uh, but we are here in the Vaulted Podcast Studios. Hit up uh, Matt from RI if you want your podcast to sound like this, and uh, of course go to Patreon.com/slash/BlindMike if you want. Why are you laughing? Episodes a week early. Uh, as well as the Blind Mike Project and all sorts of bonus stuff that we do. If you like shitting on comedy, we just did a Brennan Schaub uh, watch-along of his new special. So it's it's really good, I assure you. Come watch with us. I'm I'm shocked that you guys were able to get through all of it. it well, it's only 25 minutes, thank God. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so anyways, it's fun. I, I forget how we do these episodes. I put, like I throw up polls on the Blind Mike Project Twitter on the weekends sometimes. And I put up like, hey, what's your favorite era of Stern, 80s, 90s, or 2000s? And then I realized, like, oh, people aren't going to make this connection for like three weeks. People are just like, why is he tweeting this? I don't understand. But uh, this was an episode suggested by my pal, the Warthog. Um, he said, why don't you do Howard Stern during the O.J. Simpson trial, which a lot of people say is like the best era of Stern. Um, it's pre-Arty. It's still the Jackie Martling days. Mm. But like... A lot of the best bits and a lot of wildly offensive stuff that you could not do now. No way. Is so this is not going to be like shitting on Stern. I'm sure on some level it will devolve into that. Um, and, you know, there, I'm sure we'll do an episode down the road like yeah, Howard Stern's hypocrisy because that hasn't been done enough. But there's a lot here to show just kind of like how society has changed, how comedy has changed, how Howard Stern himself has changed. And kind of like what made him great and made that show legendary. So I think it's pretty interesting. You were a Stern fan. You said this is your favorite era of Stern? Uh, this storyline, I remember um, somehow getting my hands on the audio back in the early 2000s via the early internet. I had a right. computer in my basement that was not hooked up to the internet then eventually when it got internet we've I pirated everything <laughs> and, right and most and some of it was stern audio tapes um uh, and and this this story sticks out in my mind yeah listening going through and cutting these clips last night um it brought me back like I remember all of this it's so it's such like a a touchstone for for this stuff yeah well the I mean, there's a ton, like, I thought about just doing comedy in general during the OJ trial, because um, obviously we know there's a lot of, ton of Norm stuff, obviously, and I'm sure we could have found a bunch of, but then I was, as I was going through Stern individually, I was like, there's enough here for an individual episode. Mm. Um, the interesting thing, too, I think we'll be looking at, uh, a. this is a murder trial, 
And the way it was just more accepted, like now I cannot imagine, like imagine the stuff we're about to listen to paired with the fucking Derek Chauvin trial. Oh, yeah. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, like, crazy. People would lose their fucking minds if that happened. That's a great point. So it's, it's interesting to look at, and then you could be like, well, that was more serious. It's like, really? Two people were beheaded. <laughs> so I don't know. Anybody that knows Stern from America's Got Talent, prepare, prepare to clutch your pearls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think just right out of the, right out of the gate, uh, let's start with things that couldn't be done now. With the, the first clip is the Lancito stuff, right? Uh, well, we have the uh, Howard New the whole time. The uh, how they go. Oh, back. that's right. This is an interesting yeah. thread. So I couldn't find the, uh, um, I couldn't find the actual interview itself. I don't know if Stern has that taken down. I'm sure maybe you could find it on Sirius somewhere. Um, but evidently, not that long before this, Howard had uh, OJ on for just a regular interview. You forget OJ was just like a, a famous guy, <laughs> you know, that people would interview, and he'd be on, uh, you know, Monday Night Football and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Howard had him on for an interview, and Robin went back and happened to find that, and they were uh, talking about it here. I was looking at the transcript of OJ on our show. Yeah. Have you ever looked back at that to see what it was all about? We have a transcript? No, we don't have a transcript. We have a tape. Oh, yeah? Has that been subpoenaed? <laughs> OJ, uh, you questioned OJ in depth about losing Nicole. Want to play it back? It was great, because you're sitting there saying, man, I can't believe you couldn't satisfy your wife. <laughs> he could have killed me. It's really incredible because you're. When did you hear it? I I just happened to look at it yesterday. Really? Yeah. And what do you mean you looked at it? I have a transcript of it. Oh, you do? Yes. And I just happened to pick it up to see what was said to OJ. What did I say to him? You just started asking him about the breakup of his marriage. Yeah. And you said, "Gee, man, I can't imagine a woman leaving you." Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Well, it happens." And you say. You couldn't satisfy her? <laughs> and when you think about OJ now, you're like, well, what, are you crazy asking? <laughs> and what did he say when I said you can't satisfy him? Like, no, man, it was never, nobody ever left me for that. Oh, because I beat him. <laughs> I might have caused him to go and over. talking about the new girl, and you're like, hey, well, she must be pretty hot. You know, if you're, you know she must be incredible. And what's it like when she first, do you, does your head explode when, when she first, you know, like, you know, you're first going to get her? Oh, yeah? Oh, it's pretty wild. Hey, I'm holding on to that tape. It's very valuable. <laughs> to think that you had this interview with OJ. Right. An exclusive. Do you ever feel a rage deep within you, OJ? Just an uncontrollable rage? <laughs> I love it. I love to, and I don't know what the legal implications, like it's slander, libel, whatever. But like th this, one of the funny things about all these clips is the whole time, Stern is just very out there as like, He's a murderer. He killed her. Like, oh yeah, his stance is never. He is unwavering in his yeah. stance on, on. He, yeah, he murdered her. And that's that's the amazing thing too. Because again, if it was a murder trial, like people have, you know, right now we're in a point where like people are clearly mocking the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Yeah, and there's like an element of domestic violence in there and things. But it is like you can see the silliness in there. But what people are saying during the OJ case is this man murdered two people, like brutally. Yeah. His, the mother of his children and some waiter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now let's make jokes about it. Like, And I think that was you know, freeing for a lot of people because it was something that was on TV all the time. And if you just looked at it soberly, you looked at it seriously, that's fucking depressing. Yeah. So you needed Stern and Norm and the people that were mocking this at the time, you know? Yeah. The, my other takeaway from that clip is like if you hear, you know, 
if you have only heard Robin in the last 15 years, you know, you just like I've start, I forget that she was a part of that show. And I just think of her as a cackling hen mm. that's there to laugh and agree with Howard. You forget she was a, like a contributor to that show. Like she was, you know, a pioneer for women in radio yeah. and which led to nothing, by the way, it led yeah. to every radio show trying to copy Robin yeah. and failing at it. But it she was good at her job. It also didn't help that radio is not this like. You know, never-ending staircase upward. Right. It it kind of arced, and she was at the top of it, and now it's like arcing the other way. Yes, yeah, it yeah. peaked. They peaked, and yeah. now it's just pot. There is no radio anymore. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, what's next? Uh, we got the Edo stuff now. Okay. Now, yeah. So this is a wild thread, and believe me, I didn't pull the worst stuff because I thought we'd get like taken off YouTube for a lot. Of, like I, I wasn't even sure. I'm not sure this isn't. Um, I'll tell you what. We're, ne we're never getting SNL. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> if we laugh at this, don't laugh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you still have a chance. So, yeah, right. So, uh, th the way that Lance Edo was cut, I mentioned Brendan Schaub. We made fun of Brendan Schaub. And one of the hilarious things about Brendan Schaub's first special is that he has a bit that was roundly mocked where he does a stereotypical uh, Chinese accent, like an over the top offensive Chinese accent, impersonating some doctor that he had. And then the internet said, oh, well, this is a real guy. Let me find video of him. And that guy, the Chinese guy that Brendan Schaub is mocking, speaks better English than you or I. Like, it's a stop. And Brendan Schaub is doing, I won't even do it, but yeah. you know the accent I'm referring to. Yes. Um, and Brendan Schaub is doing that on his special, and people are like, no, this is a, a, a an English-speaking man. <laughs> like the, I don't understand the joke. <laughs> now, shame on me for mocking Brendan Schaub because the king of all media did that 20 years ago, or 30 years ago. Yeah. Here is the judge giving some instructions to the lawyers. You behave. <laughs> I expect to see a demonstration of absolutely fabulous lawyering, lawyering skills. How do I look, Mom? But I also expect to see absolute professionalism. Pause one second. In this endeavor. So that's Lance Ito, by the way. Yeah. Who actually sounds like you know Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle's impression of a white guy. Yeah, uh, right. actually, folks. <laughs> so, so that's what Lance Edo sounds like, and now we'll hear Howard's Howard's perception of what Lance sounds like. Yeah, his, he brought his parents into professionalism. He brought his parents into the courtroom to How watch him. How professional is that? He thinks he's a rock star. Welcome to my carnival. Is this right. a play? This be greatest trial of my career. I can see inviting your parents to the opening night of a play. Yeah. But not the opening arguments of a murder trial. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh, uh, we get to a front row seat, Mama-san. <laughs> uh, people at home, don't adjust your TV color. I am yellow. <laughs> I mean, and so conscious of the camera. Judge Ito has a monitor so he can see how, how he looks on TV. I don't even have that on the e-show. I don't want to see how I look. I want to look at the dairies. Well, where rushes? No, that's film, uh, Your Honor. Oh, all right. Okay. So anyway. Just the fact that this guy's parents were of Japanese descent, I think, leads to these jokes. Like, that's not what he sounds like. From, so uh, a lot of these players in the OJ trial became, you know, huge, like, characters in pop culture. And Lance Edel was one of them, and a lot of that was because Howard would go on and make fun of him every day. So there's an interesting dynamic here where, like, one of the through lines we'll talk about is you forget Howard also used to, like, call out hypocrisy in the media and in politics and shit like that. 
Like, Howard actually was a voice for the people. So there are times where he's calling out Lance Ito for being, you know, like a, a fame whore, like wanting attention and things like that. But then there's the other end where, and I think I talked about this with Anthony DeVito in the Chris Rock episode, where, like, there's an element of, uh, you know, cancel culture and, and wokeism and that type of shit where it's like, all right, we got it. You're going too far. But then there's part of it where it's like, how did we not pick up on this when it was happening? <laughs> that that's offensive. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, too, because like the, like you were saying, the way, he's, the way he actually sounds, the right. way he actually speaks is not anything. It, he's just taking that he is of Japanese descent. Yeah. His parents maybe don't sound, don't speak the best English. Yeah. But we don't hear that. We just hear Judge Ito talking in his normal... <laughs> Hello, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Very nasally. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. So uh, that, the, what it really boils down to is I think comedy was just easier. There's a uh, like a 15-year run, <laughs> like in the 90s, maybe late 80s, early 2000s, where comedy was just easier because you, you could go, hey, that's an Asian guy. Here's the same three jokes over and over again. I'm going to tell you what. It's a lot easier for a studio to throw out handwritten letters than to <laughs> stop people retweet, right. retweeting right. horrendous clips of yeah. Howard Stern doing very racist impressions. Yeah, they would play that gong every time they mentioned his name. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's such – that. That gong and like this Howard is such for such an era of like you know it's like right. it's uh, very funny, um, so yeah so Ito gets a whole gets a bunch of it and uh, he's not the only one that is uh, ridiculed. Oh, Marsha Clark gets a uh, gets some fashion tips from the uh, from yeah. The so like studio. I said, it's an interesting timestamp because uh, that uh, true crime, the FX thing, People versus OJ Simpson. Um, and obviously the book that I think that's based on, like they went into this a little bit. Um, but you forget just kind of how brutal it was until you listen to the things going on at that actual time, like everything about this trick, cause everyone was focusing on it all day, every day. Uh, so you, you forget how much of it was dissected and it boiled down to like Marsha Clark, uh, you know, a defense attorney, her wardrobe is being ridiculed or hair or makeup, all this shit. And uh, Howard was at the forefront of that. <laughs> yeah, he is covering the trial. And it's real funny because Kathleen Sullivan is sitting there and doing, like, Marsha Clark's fashion mistakes. Are you kidding? Did anybody else see this? Yeah. You saw it? I did. It was Marsha Clark wardrobe on trial. Yeah. Oh, no. It was pretty funny, yeah, because, although I got to admit, I was getting into it, too, because Marsha Clark... Is first of all, Marsha Clark's got to grow her hair out or do something with what her hair. What is with that hair? I, I don't know. I was distracted by the hair. I think because she's, I'm like, is that a, like a tight little curly perm? It's almost like she's going bald. She looks like a guy who's going bald. Because she'd be so much if she straightened that out. I think she'd just be so much better off. Well, if you remember originally, she hadn't straightened out and it looked like she was losing her hair. Yeah. But she's got a great body. Well, how about some of Jose's secret hair? <laughs> yeah, like why not add some hair? Like there's nothing, no shame in getting some. Uh, some of the spray cans. Or the so. secret hair. Now you clip it in and you can't tell. That would look really cute. Rogaine. Give us some Rogaine. <laughs> it's so interesting to me because I think this kind of, I mean, obviously, like everyone knows the OJ trial, you know, you know, basically birthed court TV and ramped up our obsession with celebrity and things like that. But it's interesting to me, too, because it also feels like kind of the start of, you know, you can have a murder trial and the story becomes about everything except for the dead people. <laughs> you know, like you're thinking about every aspect of it. And again, to use 
uh, cases from today where it becomes now we're more you know morose about it and dramatic yeah. and obsess on the anger rather than the you know humor or nitpicking or things like that. But it is I, it's just interesting to me where like the obsession became so great around this trial that you look at every little thing to where you're criticizing this woman's hair. Yeah, I mean, I mean back in the day, like and even now, like news stations, you you know, you'd sit down before your segments and you you know, you'd pitch news ideas. And yeah. with this being like all encompassing for everything, you have to strip it down to its like bare parts and like what can we what can we make a headline? Yeah. And uh like Marsha Clark's fashion on trial. Like that's yeah. that's I mean, that's gold. And and now it's Twitter. Twitter does that. Oh, of course. Twitter strips down everything to every every tiny piece. Every time I, I t- open Twitter, I see a clip of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Right. Like, that's what's going on with that right now. Right. And it's weird, too, because we live in a culture that, like, gets angry at celebrities for giving opinions and things like that. And I do that all the time where I'm like, fuck off. Just act. We don't need to hear your thoughts on pop. Yet we obsess over them and everything they do. Absolutely. So it's weird where it's like we don't want them to have opinions, but we want to just watch them constantly. Let us watch you, yeah. Um, And so, like I said, a lot of these people became, you know, big characters. You were watching a play, the OJ play, and Howard was kind of at the forefront of, of cultivating what the public's image was of a lot of these people. And obviously, you know, E breaking down fashion or CNN breaking down, you know, supposedly the quote news angle of it or whatever. But you forget Howard had, I mean, he says like a hundred million listeners, but let's say 20 million in the morning, people listening to Howard Stern. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he really did have, there's nothing like that now where in the morning, a heavy chunk of the country would be getting their news from Howard Stern and he would genuinely, you know, we have the term influencer now, but Howard Stern was legitimately an influencer. Yeah. You know. He influenced the conversation and he had a large piece of the pie of it. Yeah. Of the conversation. And we'll get to a clip later that I kind of compared to what's going on with Rogan now. But like, for as much as, like, I'll always defend Rogan and say people should be able to make their own choices. But... Rogan does have like influence. Like there are people that listen to that and go, hmm, that's that's interesting. There were ten times more people listening to Stern and going, hmm, maybe this is how I think of this trial. Yeah. And it devolves into like this thing that it, you know, that just kind of uh, uh, you know, obsessed the population. Yeah. But I think we have another character popping up now, right? It's the uh, the angry judge. Yes. So let's let's hear that. Hey, you know, um, as long as you bring up OJ's name again, yeah. here's something. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be watching the trial again today because Captain Japan can't bear to take the TV cameras out of there. And um, watch Pause. Judge Ito. Pause. I mean, Judge Ito. I'm sorry. Just go back again. Yeah. Just because the idea of calling him Captain Japan, again, it's just like, this guy's Asian. <laughs> there's no there's no element of, like, breaking down who he is as a man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the insult is he's a descendant of Japanese people. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Japan. <laughs> and people are like, Howard, that's gold. It's as, ha- it's as hack as hack can be. Right. Well, to us now. Yeah, but no, yes, yes. It wasn't. The- yeah. And that's my pro You know, I say this all the time about comedy. Like, uh, if I say I'm not like a big fan of Caddyshack or Animal House, people are like, oh, you don't get it. It's no, 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 I get it. My problem is I saw Caddyshack after I heard it's in the hole. 10 million times. <laughs> I think this all goes back to your rooted hatred for Jerry Seinfeld. How so? I think they, like you hate the act. Yeah, you, maybe. You, maybe. You hate the act, and that was the act of the time. No, well, I mean, what it really is is that comedy's never meant 
to have to hold up, which is why it's yeah. crazy that we go back in time and are like, can you believe he made this joke? So that's I'm not trying to do that here. I think it's an interesting just time capsule. It's nostalgia bits. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying hey, yeah. fuck Howard Stern. Even the thing where people do like. He, Howard did blackface. I'm not even doing that now. Yeah. I'm just saying I think it's an interesting to look back and be like, and that's why you shouldn't. I was just talking with a friend last night about like the Always Sunny. If you're just watching the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the first time now on Hulu or wherever you find it, there's like six, seven episodes that don't exist to you mm, because they yeah, took them down because right. blackface is involved uh, or certain words are in the title of the episode or whatever. Those episodes just don't exist to you where – it's good that this exists because you can look back and go, oh, that's silly that they did that 30 years ago. Yeah, that's right. stupid. That's kind of hack of them. Rather than it becoming, we never know that it existed. So in 20 years, that becomes the joke again, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. But let's continue this clip. My apologies. Captain Japan. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to be watching the trial again today because Captain Japan can't bear to take the TV cameras out of there. And um, watch Judge Ito. I mean, Judge Ego. You will see this acting. Did you notice every time the camera's on Judge Ego, he acts angry? He's like an angry guy? Yes, and he's and always acting. considering things. Yeah, you know, he's angry. Things is very simple to say. I pointed out the other day, it takes him forever to say it because he knows the camera's on it. Well, first I started watching him. Boy, this guy's always pissed. And I said, well, it's not like you've ever seen a jolly Chinaman. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't really see some big jolly Chinaman. But isn't that how judges are supposed to act? Yeah, too? but he's, he's, not, he's not judging. He's auditioning. I was watching a movie the other day. He's uh, always contemplating. Murder in the First. <laughs> yeah. And there was a judge, of course, because there's a lot of courtroom scenes in right, the movie. Right, right. And the judge is always angry. Yeah, but that's what I'm telling you. Like, what is he angry about? Like, they're, just, they're doing opening arguments, and he's sitting there, like, all perplexed. And Look, mister. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice? He's pissed. You better get to the point. And the way I figure it out is that the newspapers respond to that. They say, judge Ito today seemed very angry. Well, they're always pointing out how he's very sharp. Yeah. Marsha Clark. He reads that and gets off on it. Yeah. A couple things in there that I find, like, very interesting. Just there are things that, like, worked and were a staple of radio that could never work now. Like, he, Judge Ego became what Howard called uh, Lance Ito. Yeah. Which is just, I mean, it is what it is. It's a shot at his ego, I guess. <laughs> Where And that's what he called him all the time. Because there's new listeners every 15 minutes and all that shit. Whereas now on a podcast, if a guy was calling him that every week or every day, you'd be like, we got it, Howard. Judge Ego, we understand. Yeah. But that was like such a staple of radio where Rush Limbaugh had those names. I remember Steve referencing one, uh, Joan Pinocchio. Was that one that Howie Carr used to use or something? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Pinocchio or yeah. something like that. Um, so that, particularly in like, like political radio, they would do that shit all the time. It was also also like when Trump would have a rally and he would give someone a nickname. Like right. You give it, you know, whatever. It works yeah, sometimes. It just, yeah. It works and it sticks. Uh, I think it, you watch the, whatever it was, Netflix or the Cuba Gooding Jr. OJ. Uh, yes. That. Yeah, yeah, the FX thing. Um, yeah. I, they re there was really an angle, and I guess they don't really do it that much in the series where like, Ito is really criticized and they touch on yes. it, but they don't really get deep into it. But it sounds like, and I was listening to a lot of this and it sounds like there was like a huge, like people had a lot of issues with him. Oh, for sure. So yeah. th that was my, my next point about that clip was going to be, um, like you said, they, they briefly touch on it a little bit, but not really. Um, but if you go back in time and listen to a lot of this, a lot of what Howard's talking about is the performative aspect of this and the 
the ego of Lance Ito and having the camera. I guess just based on listening to Howard, I was three at the time, um, but based on listening to the old clips, like uh, Lance Ito would constantly like threaten to have the cameras removed. So like the news every day would be like, oh, the judge says cameras might be removed today, but then he would never do it. Yeah. So and it, so it was interesting to hear him there, like call Lancito on the performing, where he's like, ah, jeez, like he's you know trying to act angry. Yeah. And that it's so interesting to me because, again, dissect this for what you want, make fun of the Lance ego nickname or the you know the clearly <laughs> racist angles of it, um, but. What's more interesting to me is that Howard was that guy that would call people on their bullshit and kind of expose things for what they were where, you know, probably not enough people at that time were were focusing on the fact that these are becoming characters in a play mm. that are just trying to appeal to the public rather than the jury. Like, it's, a, it's the weirdest case of all time in that way. Yeah. And in real time, you're seeing Howard notice that kind of. Yep. Uh, what's next? Uh, animation. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, let's hear this first. Because on Geraldo once, they actually showed a, uh, one of those computer things of O.J. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, somebody's gone out and made one already Yeah. of O.J. taking care of Ron and Nicole. Yeah. All I know is I can't get an animated opening to our uh, TV show. <laughs> I've been trying to get that done for a couple of months now. But O.J.'s yeah. got one. O.J.'s got cartoons. <laughs> I'd like to see those cartoons. Kill somebody. Yeah. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's how you get it done. But it was pretty funny watching everyone go, yeah, Johnny Cochran. He's making a lot of sense. Yeah, it was four guys killed Nicole. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, that's why Nicole's on tape screaming, he's going to kill me. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I just think it was funny to hear Howard bitch about like you know OJ can get animation and we can't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, it's interesting as much as like a, of a pig as people would call Howard at the time, and you know he was to an extent, but he was also very focused uh, on this trial. Like, hey, regardless, OJ was beating this woman. <laughs> you know, yeah. re regardless of what, if, if he did this or not, like he is a domestic abuser, and that, and people are just ignoring that kind of. Yeah. And now it's becoming a racial thing. Like he was very focused on that and was able to do it in a very funny way. Like I, I found this episode to be an interesting one to do because I kind of started to become of the opinion I was like, was Howard ever funny? Because he had Jackie writing for him. He had so many people around him. And there are aspects of Stern that you find out years later were fake, um, yeah. like things that weren't real, that appeared to be real uh, when they were happening. So I was like, was Howard actually funny? But then going back and listening, I don't know that he was as, he certainly wasn't as funny as we thought he was at the time, maybe. But like, he was a very brilliant guy and knew knew how to appeal to the public at the time. You yeah. Know? Yep. Uh, what do we got next? All right, we got uh, Johnny Cochran. We get into Johnny Cochran now. Yeah, so Johnny Cochran was such a, a blustery character to the point where, like, he almost became the one Seinfeld spinoff that they legitimately contemplated was the Jackie Childs spinoff, where Jackie Childs was essentially just Johnny Cochran. <laughs> and they, they almost had the Jackie Childs show. Like, he was such a huge pop culture figure. Um, but this is Howard's first kind of uh, like introduction to him, I guess. Ooh, jeez. And we got a lot of stuff happening today, uh, aside from the O.J. case, which uh, we have just analyzed. <laughs> so O.J.'s still guilty. Don't, don't anyone get nervous. Like, like, maybe, oh, my God, there's new evidence. And, you know, I never looked at things that way because most people are so stupid that whatever argument they hear last, they just fall for. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah. 
You know, and Johnny Cochran is clearly a far superior uh, 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 attorney, uh, actor, actor than um, <laughs> <laughs> than these other two. Well, I'll tell you one thing. When Johnny Cochran was talking, I said, "Well, this seems like L.A. law to me." Yeah, because it's interesting. <laughs> At least you're interested. It's not. It's not dull and boring. The guy has. Well, a that's how it always looks on TV. Right. The two lawyers are always well prepared. Right. And they they really work the jury. At seven hundred an hour, he better be well prepared. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he's not well prepared, then then you know what? I would take back all that money. <laughs> If I was OJ, I'd get up and stab him if he did a bad job. <laughs> yeah. It it is though, like that's what it became, and it's so interesting to watch that. Where like, it became not is is OJ guilty? It's like wow, that Johnny Cochran is really making some points, man. <laughs> you know, like he just became such a superstar because he he ran circles around the fucking the fucking uh, uh, prosecution. Yeah, it, it's crazy watching the the miniseries. You see that, and it's like like that couldn't possibly be how it was. And I talked to my parents, and they're like, no, no, it was. That's, that's exactly how it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he really, really was a brilliant guy. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like uh, I don't know. Um, I had something else. I lost my train of thought. I had something else to say about that. Let's move to the next one. Maybe I'll. Uh, it. Well, so we already kind of talked about this, but there's a clip. Uh, racist impressions. Yeah. You want to get into that? I'd love to. All right. Again, if you know Howard Stern from America's Got Talent. And each each black guy who gets up there, because uh, Darnell from yesterday, Darden, Darden, he, again, uh, again, again. So what Howard's doing there, and this is just how easy comedy was in the nineties. Right. The joke there is a black guy's name being Darnell, kind of a stereotypical black guy name, yeah. I guess. His name is Chris Darden, <laughs> but, but Howard's like ah Darnell there, and that's the joke. That's, yeah. that's all you need for people to be like, this guy is the king of all media. Yeah, there's someone in their truck in their 18 wheeler driving, listening to Stern and they're cackling. This is where like uh, you know social justice warriors and shit completely miss the mark. Don't get angry about comedy that you find offensive or whatever point out the hackiness of it <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like if people in 1994 that were offended by stern were like really darnell is what you're saying yeah <laughs> then people would feel stupid for listening to it <laughs> instead you made him a king uh, you know i'm from louisiana and i'm pull myself up from the bootstraps right they got to give their credit and then johnny was like yes i understand darnell is from there but i happen to be from deepest part of louisiana where a black man could be hung just for looking the wrong way <laughs> imagine that i had it worse. yeah i could have sworn i heard one black because there's six black females on there and i heard one of them go uh tell it say it <laughs> I heard it. I'm telling you. One fainted. She just couldn't take <laughs> yeah, it. She couldn't take it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That Johnny Cochran. Now that is my idea of a black man. Now that's what every brother should aspire to be. Now he just made a point. Hmm. You know you can't you can't uh, disqualify any point Johnny makes. <laughs> you know, and Johnny I think boy. He's sexy too. Hmm. Look at that. Mm. Mm -mm. That is a fine black brother. Now, that's a man. That's a man who takes care of his Are family. Are you saying that the white women wouldn't be impressed? Uh, white women, schmite women. There's black women on that jury. That's who he's got to worry about. <laughs> the, so that went on for 20 minutes, by the way. Even Howard just doing involved. that voice. <laughs> yeah. Even Robin's excited about it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's how Howard got away with everything, was Robin being in the room. I was just going to say, like, how much of it, it's you know, throughout the course of Stern, like, yeah. He definitely felt like he could get away with more with Robin in the room. It was kind of a the brilliant woman. part of it. A black yeah. having a black woman there laughing along who kind of gets the joke. Now the part we haven't to be fair to Howard, the part we haven't pointed out is that 
part of what makes that funny is the absurdity of it. To take like one of the most well-spoken guys in history, fucking Johnny Cochran, one of the most articulate motherfuckers you've ever heard, yeah. and do that voice as an impression of him. There's an absurdist element to it where yeah. he's just reducing it to like a racial thing. And that's part of the funny that we look back and history will be like, oh, he was just a racist. It's like, no, Howard knew what he was doing to an extent as well. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's keep moving along here. All right, because uh, there's really. By the way, uh, stay till the end because the the last like three clips are the, the only reason we're doing this. It, this, is, yeah. this is filler till we get to the end, but it is interesting to to go through. Yes, uh, we got Larry King now. Oh, perfect. So no, this is this is great. By the way, uh, and again, Howard exposing hypocrisy because just a funny thing where I can totally see this happening now. Like in '94, '95, it was completely absurd, but it's kind of devolved into something that wouldn't be quite as crazy now. Larry King. When King couldn't get close, he raised his fist as if in solidarity. <laughs> um, Producer Walker says the visit was planned. We thought it would be nice for Larry to meet the principals in the case. Why? The time we waited for Judge Ito was longer than the uh, actual session. Sort. Oh, I see. No, okay, that's a different story. Yeah, it would be nice if Larry met everybody so he could have a more intimate understanding of the case. <laughs> well, and Judge uh, Ito went and met back with him. In his private chambers. Yeah. And interrupted a hearing yeah. in order to do so. Yeah. Guy, guy sitting in prison for something he either wrongly or or, or rightly did. And uh, Judge Ito has to take a break to meet with Larry King. Why? Yeah. You think this I'm is a guy... Sure O.J. would like his... Uh... Mm time in that prison cell to yeah. be as short as possible. Right. That 38 minutes meant a lot to him. Imagine you are an innocent man, which O.J. isn't, but imagine you're an innocent man and, like, you're dying in there. You're, di you're dying because you want to get in court and prove yourself. And the judge stops the proceeding so he can go back and hang with Larry King for 30... <laughs> Larry King. At least if it was Dan Rather or somebody notable. I, it's, it's Larry King. It's, there's so many interesting points made in there, I think, where... Uh, that's what you forget. Like now, I do think as much as uh, like the media is one side and everything, I think because of social media and podcasts and all that shit, there are enough voices to kind of balance things out to an extent. Whereas back then, there were so many limited options that you did need a, a voice like Howard, uh, keeping it real, as it were, <laughs> to be like, why is Larry King fucking meeting the jurors or whatever the fuck he's doing? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. It's crazy. And yeah. he makes a great point where it's like, you forget that there are people involved in this, and what if OJ is innocent, <laughs> and we're just dragging this out yeah. to bring Larry King in for the show and all this shit? Where it's like this is a—it's still a courtroom. This is supposed to be handled like a trial, not like uh, you know, fucking an episode of uh, Melrose Place or something. I, I can't fathom any of that. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, what's next? Uh, Marcus Allen. Yeah, so this was uh, just a funny clip, basically, but if you're not totally familiar with the case, um, Marcus Allen supposedly had a uh, fling with uh, Nicole Brown Simpson at one time, which uh, was a real trigger for a lot of OJ's anger, but they talk about that a little here. And then the, uh, he does, you know, now there, there was a good argument when they, uh, they have accused OJ of stalking Nicole, and he said, I'll bring out his calendar, his diary, his yeah. date book. And I'll show you where this man was and how he couldn't have possibly been a stalker. And he wasn't standing in the bushes watching Nicole have sex with that guy. Yeah. He came over to have a conversation with her. Yeah. 
He was over there a little too much. <laughs> and that's when he saw. And you know, then they did bring up the Marcus Allen thing that, look, O.J. found out one of his best friends had had intimate relations with his wife, and he didn't go crazy. Yeah, he didn't kill anyone. <laughs> it's the first time he ever killed anyone. What's the big deal? <laughs> hey, I forget. What did this country used to do before this murder? <laughs> you know? Wait, what did they do? <laughs> I love that. I, I do love that. And I mean, you could also say, hey, Howard, you're talking about it every day. We have six hours of you talking about it here. But it is, I, I love that he just kept on, like guys like Howard and Norm just kept on like, remember OJ is guilty. Like, let's not forget that. And it's fascinating that he was a guy who had Hertz commercials and he was on NBC and he would go and do interviews. He'd be in movies. And regardless of what happened, um. Uh. At the uh, I forget what they call the estate. The uh, uh, God damn it. Um. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm thinking of? The OJ estate. Yeah, like where they call the 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 murder scene, basically. Uh. Whatever. I'll think of it. Uh. I'll think of it tomorrow. I'm sure it won't come into play here. <laughs> but um. Uh. Like, regardless of what happened there, um. OJ was like a domestic abuser. Like, there's tapes of it. You know what I mean? Of him screaming at Nicole and her fearing for her life. So regardless of what happened in the murder case, like he was a guy who was celebrated and no one really gave a fuck that he was, you know, there was domestic violence issues and clear rage issues and everything. Um, but what do we got next? Uh, Brentwood? That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, thank you. Um, next we got, uh, this is OJ from prison. Yeah, this was, fa I never heard this before. Had you? Uh, no, this is new to me. I didn't know these existed, so uh, Howard... Again, I don't, I don't know that he was the exclusive, but I, like I said, I never heard him before, so this was interesting. And here's the here's the tape of OJ. Now, this is exclusive tape. We are the first to air it, I believe. That's correct. I mean, in its entirety. This is OJ rapping. This is his book. His right. book is coming out today called This Is What I Want to Say. Right. And they do these audio books, and this is OJ talking. Okay. The, the, set, the setup on this is OJ is in his jail cell. And the guy that wrote the book with him gives a little rap about how O.J. narrates the most important chapters. But basically the tape is people wrote O.J. letters and they have actors read the letters and then O.J. sort of answers them. Okay. So this is O.J. He telling everyone he is not guilty. As soon as the small microphone was set, O.J. leaned forward, looked me directly in the eyes and said... Who's this? That's, That's the, 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 author. the author. Oh, okay. I am 100% not guilty. In my open letter read on television on June 17, 1994 by my friend Bob Kardashian, I said I was innocent. When asked at my arraignment where the charges against me were first formally stated... In Would they tape this in prison? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's in your cell, right? Oh, you right? hear people walking around in the back. Yeah, listen to that. That's in one of those visiting rooms. Right. I am 100% innocent. In fact, the author describes that... Um, uh, they brought O.J. in and he has, I guess, uh, uh, shackles on his wrist hmm. that are um, shackled to his waist. And then they take it and they clip it onto the floor wow. so that oh his wrist is shackled to the floor. And the guy's describing how uh, O.J. clipped it himself um, so, you know, so gracefully, just like when he used to run with the ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, he even sounds guilty. What's hilarious, too, is like how funny it, we make fun of that shit still today. Where it's like, uh, what was the thing Kirk was just talking about with the marathoner um, uh, that got out of uh, prison for fucking domestic abuse and shit? And they're celebrating, like, can you believe he got out of jail and ran a marathon? And they, yeah, yeah, they paint yeah. it in a way like he's this hero. And it's so funny, like, 
how long we've been doing that. We're like, he had such grace on the field, <laughs> like, like he was running with the ball. Yeah, it's like certain cases were like, oh my god, he's a monster, and others were willing to look past that, like if he's kind of a smooth talking nice guy. Yeah, well, I mean, more more recently, Will Smith. Slap Chris Rock, and right. then he got a standing ovation. Right. <laughs> You're right. It's weird. And that an Oscar. It's baffling the lines we draw, and just the fact that a guy is sitting in jail making tapes. Like, can you imagine the other prisoners if you told them, like, uh, yeah, OJ has access to like the world, the media, to yeah. like speak his mind. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. Like we forget again. I'll keep saying it. Two people were nearly beheaded. <laughs> Regardless of whether it was OJ or whoever, yeah. there are two people lying dead in a pool of blood <laughs> that we've just forgotten for this fucking circus. Um, but that's the type of shit Howard would expose. Like now we think of him as this guy that has, you know, Ellen on and he'll dance with her and it's fun and wacky. Like he was a guy that called out bullshit all the time, you know, and like kept people on their toes. Um, uh, there's one more clip from that, right? We have a we have a few more. So we have the nine beatings. Um, OJ is innocent in the handling of misinformation. Do we want to talk? about um, Well, I thought the next one was still in that in this same. I thought it was more of the audio clips. But what's the nine beatings one? Um, play it right now. The, the nine beatings is the uh, he was talking about how uh, you know OJ had beat. Nicole, okay. like a certain number of times. Like, oh, it wasn't it wasn't ten times. Right, it wasn't right, eleven right. times. I don't know yeah. where they got that number from. Right, right, right. Let me hear that. He has this really great rep. Well, it's really funny because later on in the tape, oh, yeah, uh, OJ's too busy to, to read himself, so they get an actor to read his right, words. Right. And he's complaining that uh, Dan Rather had shoddy reporting. He's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is he doing? Being in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the thing I meant to mention about the other, the, the last clip we heard too was uh, he threw Bob Kardashian's name in there. Yeah. And it's funny that, like, if, if OJ had gotten to Chicago a little earlier, like if he had a better alibi or something the most famous people in the world probably wouldn't exist to us. Like the Kardashian family, we probably wouldn't know. They would just be yeah. kind of a rich family that lives in Los Angeles, you know? Unless what just came out recently that Chris Jenner was involved with the release of Kim's sex tape. Oh, well, yeah. That's uh, unless just, that yeah. was all still set in motion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But maybe not. Well, that's the funny thing. That, it's funny you say that because that kind of ties in, in a way, to like this whole, you know, uh, fetishiz fetishization of crime and shit. Where, like, yeah. when conspiracies happen, or when conspiracies come up, when people think of a conspiracy, um, or, like, the analogy I would always make is Louis C.K., where I had heard those rumors about Louis forever. Like, they were always around, and I was like, oh, I hope it's not worse than that. Or the Chris Jenner thing has been around forever, yeah. where it's like, boy, if that happens, if, if that's real, that's pretty bad. And then the opposite with those two cases happened where it finally was reported about Louis, and people were like, what a monster, even though they'd heard it forever. Yeah. Whereas with Chris Jenner, people were like, if that's true, what a monster. <laughs> and then it gets confirmed, and people are like, eh, whatever. We've, yeah. we've heard it enough. Yeah. You know? We kind of knew. Uh, but let's hear more of this. OJ's a little busy, so yeah. <laughs> let's hear this. Because Dan Rather said that um, he beat his wife nine times. You know right. how it is? And he goes, where did they come up with this number? Instead of saying, hey, I never did it. You know, instead of nine, it was only like a little bit less. Yeah. Maybe it was 11, maybe it was 10. So OJ's upset 12. about the amount of times right. they're saying he beat his wife. How could they count right. the number? Of yeah, how would they know I beat her nine times? Well, I beat her six times. He they know that for a fact. He said, where did they come up with this magic number nine? Yeah. Wasn't in the kitchen, it was no. in the living room. Right, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't right they're lying. And defined beating. <laughs> yeah, let's not get crazy here, folks. It was six times. I mean, it was a clean six.
Um, you hear Billy West's voice in there too, and I think he may come up in one of these clips here. But um, was he the one that piped up and was like, "It wasn't in the living room; it was yeah. in the kitchen or whatever it was." You forget what a talent Billy West was. Like, uh, I think even maybe more. I I didn't listen to Stern at the time, so this is pro- an ignorant statement. But like, for what Billy West was able to contribute to that show, an amazing impressionist, so funny. Um, like my what I know of Jackie Martling is a little corny. Whereas I think Billy West is genuinely like very funny. Uh, some of it doesn't hold up. Go listen to his Marge Shot impression. But you forget like what a huge part of Stern he was and like how fucking funny he was. Um, and he like Billy West is a guy who's been he's the he's the red M M&M. and M. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, Fry on Futurama. He was Ren and Stimpy. Yes, right. Yeah, like he's been part of so much, but you most people wouldn't really know his name except from the Stern Show, pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, now this next clip uh, is OJ is innocent. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's hear this. Hello? 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 Yes. Can I get to how it's done, please? Yeah, you're on the air. I'm on the air. Oh, anyway, I, I didn't think I was going to get to I want to talk to you. You're a really nice person. I like the way you are. You make people laugh and everything. But I, what I'm upset is that I can't believe that you're judging OJ just by what you hear. Oh, you are so... Don't listen to me. Listen to me. I will not discuss the O.J. trial with morons. My first wife. I will not discuss it. Where, where is O.J.'s first wife, that despicable woman? Let her step up onto the stand and talk about the abuse she took at this she guy's hand. She Barbara Walters. Why can't they find her? Yeah, why can't they find her? And where... where? She didn't get abused. No. no. On television. That's right. Oh, Please. I feel that the man is innocent. Why Why would you feel that? His blood is all over the place. <laughs> Who do you think killed her? <laughs> Did you read today's report in the paper? How many people have the same type of blood? All right, ma'am. So you know what? I, I'm glad morons exist in this country that can sit on juries and let killers go. Oh, please. I'm so tired of dopes. <laughs> do you want to know what that person, that caller, is doing right now? What's that? Ramping up the QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't you know JFK is alive? That's what I love. That's what I love about radio back then. Though is like Howard would take those calls and call this person a moron. Where it's like, oh, now I don't want to give this person a platform. I won't hear from them. You know? Yeah. Um, his blood is all over the scene. <laughs> his blood is everywhere. <laughs> but uh, you know what I? <laughs> the one thing I do always say about the OJ case is like, if he is innocent. Do you understand the apology we owe him? It, yeah, I mean, unf- <laughs> it, it, he, I mean first of all, he's not. But it's, he's not, of course he's not. Yeah. But <laughs> could you imagine it would, if it came out that he was innocent? <laughs> I don't know if you could possibly backtrack for. I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know. Hey, Oge, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we fucked up. If he he actually finds the killer, like he said he was gonna. <laughs> I have him. Same blood. <laughs> we have the same blood. But to Howard's credit, he would do shit like that. He would take calls like that. He would have, um, and you you know, we. It, it's very common, like Family Guy has mocked it and shit like that. It's been co- pretty commonly mocked over the years of, um, you know, white people and black people having very different reactions to the OJ verdict. You know, like yeah. there are videos of like black people celebrating things like that. But in real time... Like Howard would take calls where people said OJ was innocent, or he would have. Uh, there's a clip that I didn't include where like Grillo is uh, out on the street of uh, you know wherever they are in Manhattan or whatever, um, just looking for essentially black people to interview <laughs> and going, "Hey, do you th- do you have any thoughts on OJ?" and like calling them over, <laughs> and they would just find people on the street to get their opinion like in real time, you know? Yeah. 
Um, what's we're getting to the good stuff. So here, this folks. is yeah. Now, um, I think this is all great stuff. Yeah. I love all this. Um, the handling of misinformation. Yeah. So I was saying, I was telling Matt earlier that like, uh, it's funny how uh, you know we're we're petrified of misinformation now, and compared to how it was handled. So Baba Booey walks in and basically says, "There's a caller on the line saying uh, that you've been spreading disinformation, and you have a pretty big platform." And, uh, you know, you should be more responsible as a guy with this huge audience. So we see, you know, Rogan dealing with that now and how it's handled. And Rogan makes an apology video and everything. So this is how it was handled in, you know, 95-ish when a caller called up and accused Howard of that. Yeah, February 9th, 1995. Yeah. What is it, baby? Hello. Hi, Howard. Hello, there. How are you doing? Okay. Um, um, my name is Fadima, right? Fadima. Right. She's from, she's from Sierra I'm Le- from Leone. Sierra Leone. What? Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. That's in West Africa. You wouldn't know, maybe. That's okay. Why are you calling it Leone? She's from Sierra Leone. He thinks it's Italian. <laughs> no, I'm not Italian. So are you a real jungle woman? I'm not. I'm not. When did you grow up in Africa? Yes, I did. And did you wear a bone in your nose? No, I didn't. I was in the city. And oh, you're in the city. Yes. You ever see a zebra? No. Why are you, you, you making Have you ever communicated on tom-toms with other neighboring villages? Have I what? Have you ever milked a tiger? No, I've not. Where I live is not in the jungle. I'm in the city. Yeah, the city, but it's still very rural. No, it's not. No, it's not. We have everything. Tell me. We have everything. Have been I've, seen, I've seen National Geographic. <laughs> we, no, no, we're not like that. We, 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 we were under the British. It was only like during the slave times, maybe... You know, it was good, but after that, you know. And you went to school with shoes on or bare feet? I went to school. My mother was very, she's a businesswoman. They own a poultry. Oh, yeah. What business is she in? Witch doctoring? Poultry. No, she's not witch doctoring. What religion are you? What religion are you? What? What religion are you? I'm a Muslim. Did you ever boil a human skull to make soup? Howard, I don't do that. Ever dig a pit and fill it with uh, spears sticking up? No, I want you guys to make a joke. You've never been in the jungle. You've never been. I have never been in the jungle. You never went to the bush. Never been in the jungle. I grew up as a very middle class. You never met a witch doctor. I I have gone there sometimes. Oh. We went from never to sometimes. No, you go to witch doctors to find out stuff, you know, about whatever oh, is happening. Oh, so you, you know? went to witch doctors, did you? Yeah. Oh, you, you did. There. You go oh. there to secure. Listen, you know why you go to those places to secure yourself? Is there anyone better? Like, <laughs> talk about drawing blood from a stone. Like, he was able to turn that hokey, like, you know, like, you know, racist just yeah, ran, and then he ke- gets that one little bit. Right. Oh, so you have seen a witch doctor, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they argue about. <laughs> now, so that's what Howard Stern did, and what he was great at capitalizing on. And I mean, a lot of that is, let's just say, unacceptable now. But yeah, that's a good. That's but, a good, yeah. We'll say, we'll say unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what Howard was great at capitalizing on is saying, like, you have a woman on the line who has. Well, you could consider a pretty rational argument. Hey, Howard, you're being irresponsible by uh, joking about that. I don't agree with it necessarily, but like, hey, you should be more take this more seriously because you have such a big audience. And he says, okay, I'm going to be wildly racist. <laughs> I am just going to break this down into like an uncomfortably racist commentary on oh, you. <laughs> you don't like me making jokes about OJ killing his wife? Oh. <laughs> there are things- Let's, in, let's there, turn it to 11. There are lines in there- that, like, I would say our generation and younger couldn't even fathom making. 
Yeah. Like if you said you if you put a piece of paper in front of me right now and said you have to say this, I'd be like, what? What are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah, because you have a bone in your nose. It's wild. Yeah. Like I'm even nervous you saying it. I'm like, no, 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 let yeah. him say it. <laughs> no, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. Um, was that that was the end of that clip? Yeah, that was yeah. the end of that clip. And now the next one is the uh, the clip interview. Okay, so um, th- <laughs> this is this is kind of a mix of like showing. Hey, Howard's having fun with this, but also showing just like the evolution of uh, of comedy and things that Howard would do that would get a huge reaction back then. Where now you're like, you're ripping off Dickie Goodman for God's sake. <laughs> but let's hear a little bit of this. So I was hanging around the station yesterday, working on this idea that I had. You know how to interview OJ. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. I'll I'll do a couple for you here. Tell me what you think. Are right, you ready? I, I'm not sure where I'm going with this yet, but it's like, uh, hey, OJ, so how did you ditch the knife and the bloody clothes so fast? You know, you memorize what you have to do that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. And, and all those drugs you did, OJ, when do you think you'll be coming down from that? Fifteen years later. Oh, really? Why are you so angry, OJ? I married my high school sweetheart. <laughs> hey, OJ, is Marsha Clark's hair getting thicker? It is an illusion. It is an illusion, I see. <laughs> Does anyone annoy you more than Marsha Clark? My ex-wives. Your ex-wives. <laughs> I see. I don't know where I'm going with this, but there's, uh, there's something to be done with it. You know what I mean? That's why That's why I included it, is that last line where he's like, he kind of acknowledges it's not perfect, but he's like, there's something we can do with this. And they ended up, so that's like the two angles of it from my perspective where at the beginning you're like okay he's just ripping off dickie goodman where for you kids out there who don't know who dickie goodman is he was basically a you know a hack that would that made these like recordings of and maybe it was funny at the time i don't really know but like he did these things where he was like having an interview mr jaws he would interview jaws which i guess was a topical reference and like the interview answers would be clips from songs that like almost made sense and that's what howard's doing there but then over time, they kind of perfected that where they would take, they, they would chop up people's audio books and yeah. make it sound like they were saying horrible shit and things like that. So, in that line, while the bit I don't think really works, you do hear Howard say, like, there's something we can do with this. And then over the years, he does. Like, he figures out a way. And then Richard would, and Sal would do a bunch of shit with that sort of same sort of bit, you know? Yeah. I, I, when I was a kid, we I used to make prank phone calls with my friends and we used to use like these primitive like website soundboards of like right. Robert De Niro or yeah. whoever. And you try and see how long you can get the conversation to go. With right. That. And that became very, uh, that's what Richard and Sal would do. Yeah. And a lot of other people that made phone calls where it's like, you know, you'd have the, the Howard Stern soundboard or whatever, like, you know, right. the uh, Riley, what was his name? Riley Martling and not Riley Martling, Riley Martin. Yeah, Martin. Um, and, and people like that, like interesting characters, you'd have their soundboard and just like, and, and like, it was funny at the time, but it's again a thing where now you're just looking at it like, it doesn't make sense what OJ's saying. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the answers don't line up with the question. Yeah. It still tickles me though. It's still funny. I, I still find that funny. Yeah, and so that's the silliness again that you couldn't have now with a serious case, um, which I think is a bad thing. As much as we're looking at this and saying some of it n- now is looked at as hack, some of it's like overtly racist. You know, some of it just doesn't hold up for whatever reason. Um, what I like about it is that they're approaching a murder trial that's being talked about every day. And instead of being morose and ominous about it, uh, they're finding the funny angles of it. Um, 
Now I'm realizing I'm setting up the wrong clip for what I said. I'm thinking, oh, we're going into a wacky song parody. I forgot I kind of included this because this also could not be played now. The old white OJ. <laughs> yeah. So this is a very famous song from the Howard Stern show. Uh, you know, they would send in, there were a lot of parody songs. And fun fact for you uh, ONA fans out there, what launched Opie and Anthony, what brought Opie and Anthony together was a song parody of uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay that Anthony made called Gonna Electric Shock OJ. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, there were a lot of these song parodies going around about OJ and things like that. And uh, this is probably the most famous one. And just remember our theme with Howard's impressions of Lance Ito and Johnny Cochran. Uh, this is not far off from that. <laughs> That clip makes me realize where, like, the term shock jock is 100% accurate. (laughs) You know? Like, it became, uh, the term shock jock itself became hack at a certain point. But that, what that is, you're not listening to that going, wow, that is a really brilliant observation. Yeah, (laughs) The point point was essentially (laughs) just to be like, holy shit, I... I'm hearing this on the radio. <laughs> uh, if I didn't already know that I got this clip from YouTube, I would say that your channel is going to get nuked. Right. Gets but it is already on YouTube. Yeah. So. I'm not producing these no, folks. No, Try and these, keep that in mind. No, this, is not, this, is not, this is not Craig behind the scenes yeah. making these. As much as this seems like a very good show bit. Um, but it like when I heard that, so I knew the song, Old Black, like I knew that just from, you know, being part of like, you know, pop culture, I guess, really. Like, I knew that as part of the Howard Stern show. It was a very famous parody song. Or not even parody song, just a song that they made, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess um, it's a, well... I don't know what it's a parody of, if it is a parody. Well, it's a, it's Old MacDonald had a farm. Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, as, as I listen to it, I'm like, is the joke just that, like, black people and Asian people are involved in this trial? That is that is, it, that is it. it I'm, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't go deeper than that. This is a very shallow yeah. pool. So that is... Do not dive. So that, folks, is what shock jockery was. It was... And what I'm telling you here today, folks, is if you just let it play out, instead of, you know, uh, uh, petitioning for people to be fired on Twitter, if you just give us a few years to let us realize how hack and shallow some of this stuff is, we'll figure it out. We'll get there, you know? Um, so now, are we are we getting into the uh, creme de la creme? This is it. All right. So this is obvious. Now we're going back in time. Yes. To where, uh, you know, people don't even know. If, now, now we're at the point where people don't know if OJ did it. Uh, we're going to the, you know, the white Ford Bronco chase. Yes. 
And, um, you know, OJ is suicidal. He doesn't know what his life is going to turn out to be. Um, and so this was a very big, you know, for you, for you, for those of you that were not old enough to remember, uh, this was a huge moment. So OJ is uh, about to be arrested for the murder of two people. And he gets in. He's supposed to be, you know, brought into custody. Instead, uh, Al Cowlings is driving his white Ford Bronco, and uh, OJ is holding a gun in the back seat of that car. And helicopters are following the white Ford Bronco. They're interrupting the NBA playoffs with this. It's all over the local news, I mean, not local news, national news. Um, it's it's a wild scene, and uh, this happens. <laughs> With, with uh, Peter Jennings covering the uh, covering the chase. Just going to ask everybody to be quiet for a moment. We have on the phone with us as well Robert Higgins, who lives in the neighborhood and is on the ground and can see inside the van. Mr. Higgins. Uh, yes. Uh, how are you? Uh, just about as tense as you are, sir. Oh my lord, this is quite the tensest. What can you see? Oh, what I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at the van and I see OJ kind of slouching down, looking very, very upset. Now, look at here. He looked very upset. Pause for a second. At what point do you think the viewer is like, this can't be a real there's, person? There's, I mean, the I'm assuming millions of people watching this. Who talks like that? No, n- nobody. <laughs> in, I, I think we have another clip. Like they were talking about like, uh, or Al Michaels, I think, was yeah. talking about it. And he's like. We'll get to it later. But yeah, like, we'll hear from like, Al Michaels. That is nobody that lives in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think it's anyone that lives on planet Earth. Yeah, no, so no. how just completely either brain dead or not listening is Peter Jennings where he's like, well, this seems legitimate. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how this happens, but I'm so happy. It oh, did. he looks scared. I don't know what he going to be doing. Can you can you can you see him doing anything specific? Is he merely sitting there? He is just uh, sitting around, you know, just uh, looking like he'd be very nervous. Can you hear anything, Mr. Higgins? It's just too much commotion. I'd be in the back of a news van, so I can't really hear that good, but I can see it all. And I see OJ. I see OJ, man, and he looks scared. And I would be scared because there's cops all deep in this. Thank you, Mr. Higgins. And Baba Booey to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on, because hold on. There's a little. There's a little more to this clip. But what I want to say is, a, just how did Bob and a Baba Booey to y'all not tip him off to where Peter Jennings is like, well, I don't know. At least say I don't know what that means, folks. Yeah, that. <laughs> Keep going with it. But, well, hold on, just because right. I want to say like. Keep in mind, this is the biggest, I would say the biggest live news coverage of all time, probably, right? You know what I mean? That's happening in the moment. Like, what's a bigger thing that the news well, is covering? It, there has been bigger, st- I mean, I mean, 9-11's huge, obviously. Uh, yes. But like, yeah. but, like, at the time, there was no way to split up, like, the coverage, like it was news, right? You're getting it from news, radio stations. Like there was no social media, there was no other way for you to. So this is how people were getting the new information, right? Yeah, nine eleven's nine eleven's the perfect comparison. Where like, could you imagine? And I guess that had a different vibe to it, 
where I don't think in America people just weren't even that weren't in that mindset. We're like, okay, I'm gonna prank call the news today. Yeah, yeah, right. But like with OJ, again, trial of the century, it became. Yeah. So people are so focused on this, and with the obsession with celebrity culture and everything, everyone is paying attention to this. And even if you don't want to be paying attention to it, if you're watching the Knicks game or whatever, I forget what playoff game they interrupted. Uh, even if you just want to be watching that, you can't. You have to watch yeah. this coverage, this and you hear Robert Higgins say he looks a scare. <laughs> is this the most? Is this the most watched or viewed at like live like prank phone call of all time? It has to be right. I mean, it has to. It be. has to be. I, you, can, you can combine every Jerky Boys tape yeah. sales and Crank Yankers, and this. Still takes the cake. No, this is well. I was about to say this is the greatest prank call ever. But we actually, if we're let's live in real time now. We don't know it's a prank call. We're yeah, living with Peter right, Jennings. Right, right. Robert Higgins just called in and gave us the scoop. Well, that, if, that OJ looks scared. If we were our age back then, <laughs> yeah. and we heard be giggling Baba our asses Bowie, off, yeah. We'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so let's pretend we're with Peter Jennings. We right, don't. We right. still don't know what is happening here. The driveway of OJ Simpson's home in Brentwood. Clearly an effort being made to have him come out of the vehicle in the doorway of the house, his friend, Al Cowling. Peter, by the way, just for the record, this is Al Michaels. That was a totally farcical call. Uh, lest anybody think that that was somebody who was truly across the street. That was not. Uh, he, he said something in code at the end that's indicative of uh, the mentioning of the name of... Uh, a certain radio talk show host. Okay, thanks, Al. So he was not there. All right, we have them on every coast. Thank you very much. <laughs> not the first time nor the last time will have been had, but... <laughs> Al Michaels is the greatest. Al Michaels is the greatest play-by-play -play guy ever, in my opinion. Because For that reason, like, he's not the same stiff that every other one is. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in that moment, uh. he, he's, he is kind of stiff, but I think knows what he's doing. Like, just the way he phrases that, lest anyone think. <laughs> this guy, this Jennings is so locked in, and he hears the Baba Booey, he gets off the line, yeah. and he's just continuing to describe the situation. <laughs> and then Al Michaels cuts in. Imagine, just, the, <laughs> and imagine just the flail. Al Michaels is like, get me Jennings, <laughs> quick. Put me on. Put me on. <laughs> so Al Michaels is the fucking greatest. Uh, and I just love, again, back to the stiffness where Peter Jennings is like, well, we have him on every coast, Al. Like, can't even react to it. Like, oh, jeez, I can't believe they got me. Yeah. Um, there's a great clip that I reference a lot where, uh, again, it's a Howard Stern prank call. Um, Captain Jenks, maybe, I'm not sure. But uh, you remember the Steve Bartman incident yeah, with the Cubs? Yeah, of course. That, that was an enormous story. In the world of sports, that's all anyone was focused on the next day. And I remember I watched, this I did watch live, the, the, the Steve Bartman stuff. Yeah. So next day, I'm watching uh, Sports Center at 6 o'clock, Dan Patrick's hosting. And the whole episode, he's, he's teasing it. Uh, like, guys, hold on to your hats. We've got Steve Bartman. On the line. Yeah. Steve Bartman is calling his first exclusive interview is going to be with me, Dan Patrick, here on SportsCenter. So he has uh, Steve Bartman on. He's given some legitimate answers about what he, you know, what was going through his head and everything. And then Dan Patrick uh, asks him a question at the end of the towards the end of the interview. And um, Steve Bartman replies, uh, well, let me ask you this, Dan. Do you like Howard Stern's butt cheese? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the camera... Goes to Dan Patrick, 
and he just looks <laughs> looks at the camera and goes, "America, we've been had." Yeah, yeah. That was not Steve Bartman. <laughs> and so, and that's a that that's something that will never come back. Just because I mean, people talk about like OJ will never happen again because there's not, you know. There's no central focus in media any now anymore. It's splintered off into all these, you know, subsections. Yeah. So it just won't happen. But even more to the point, there won't be something like that where a prank has an impact on society, where yeah. everyone's laughing at that the next day. Because it's just the simple fact is everyone won't hear. It, also, you know? like how many videos now are like, like even like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff I'm seeing on Twitter now. Mm -hmm. So many videos are edited. Um, as like as like gags, right? Like uh, kind of like how Little Sasquatch does his like his type of like short form videos. Right. I don't know if you ever watch watch his stuff, I, but not really. Like, but he takes like people will take current event topics and they will take clips and they will just make it like a a sketch, right? And like that can be done so many times through social media. Whereas like something like this, like this is just like a prank, like a true, like an actual thing that happened, right? Like, so for imagine if you're hosting a radio show, because I. I if Howard wasn't watching that live, I'm certain he heard about it immediately after. Yes. So imagine you're hosting a radio show and you think, oh, I mean, I've got four hours fucking made tomorrow. That's amazing. Uh, so this is uh, the real Robert Higgins, I believe, calling in to Howard the next day. Correct. All right, so you, you called up and you said... Um, right, what happened was this. I, like you said, I was watching the Nick game. They cut away from the Nick so game, different. which I was freaking out about. Yeah. But I couldn't get through to Channel 4. That's true. I really wanted to get through because it was really annoying not to watch the game. Right. So uh, what happened was I ended up calling Channel 7. Pause again. for I one second. I, with I think that's the perfect summation of this country. <laughs> is that, that that call happened because this guy's annoyed that they interrupted the Knicks game <laughs> to cover a murderer on the run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> like like the motive like this guy was probably sitting in his recliner yeah. watching the Knicks game and the Knicks game and he became like overwhelmed with motivation. Oh, what the fuck? Like yeah. to, to do this now. Instead of just sitting there and be like, "Oh, damn, I can't." Yeah. I'll no, show no. them. <laughs> Screw you, Jennings. And I'm so glad he did. The first time, and I said, uh, <laughs> They're I extra up, stupid, I guess. I, yeah. So I called up and I said, Hi, this is uh, KTLA. I need a producer right away. So they go, KTLA? Yeah, KTLA Los Angeles. Mike Fox with you. Get me a producer now. So they go ahead and scrambling <laughs> around. You know, all of a sudden, a producer, hello, hello, KTLA? Yes, that's right. We got a satellite link up over there, and we've got some mobile units on an on site location. If you're interested, I could patch you through on a switchboard if you want. Let's do it now, though. And in the background, and they're freaking out now. I hear in the background, some guy goes, okay, we got a guy from KTLA. They're flipping out over at the Channel 7. I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm cracking up. I'm trying not to laugh. And then they're just like, okay, uh, okay, what do you got there? And I'm yelling in the background while they're doing this. They go, okay, Chicago, line 76, go with it, go with it. You know? I'm adding atmosphere. Yeah. I really wanted to have my brothers in the background. It was, it was funny. So then uh, finally they said, okay, we're going to give you through. You know, I put him on hold for a second. I said, we're going to try and make the call. I put him on hold. I didn't make a call. I put him back on. I said, what kind of operation are you running over there? Don't you guys know what the hell you're doing? I was screaming at the guy. I wanted to get through right away. Disciplining. He goes, okay, we're going to give you a number right now. It's going to be direct line to the newsroom. Peter Jennings is going to pick up the phone. <laughs> so this so, points up again that nobody checks sources. They're, they're, let me tell you the truth. You guys have a better screening process than they do. Uh, <laughs> Gary, you should feel 
I mean, there's so much I love about that clip. But my question as I was listening to this was like, did, maybe they didn't tell Peter Jennings, but was there not a second where any producer was like, hey, what happened to the KTLA guy? No, you know what I mean? Like, no one was like, hey, what happened to the professional that we talked to on the phone? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Who's this yeah. Robert Higgins? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I noticed in there is like, again, I, I'll say it again. You forget Robin's funny, where she points out like you're creating atmosphere. Like, it was kind of a funny line. Like, she used to actually participate in the show. That that was a That's a high-level prank call. That it's, is very good. Like good on that guy. That was very good. It's it's brilliant. And there's so there's so much you had to go through back then. Yeah. Whereas you know, it's strange now because that it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably because of Howard Stern callers, essentially. Where I don't think people in real time would be allowed on the air. Um. But it is. It's. It, it was a brilliant. The, the fact that guy was just watching the Knicks game. And it was like, well, they interrupted my. I got nothing to do now, so I'll just fucking call Peter Jennings. He he, you 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 cut off his basketball, and he turns into like a second city, like genius. Yeah, yeah he's a like brilliant. He turns into fucking Don Rickles. He's just like just just I, just improving. Did he become anyone on the show? That's not Captain Jenks, is it? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so either. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know enough about the Stern history. Uh, like I don't know if that Robert Higgins guy became more of a part of the show. Because that, if that if he's a one hit wonder, that's a brilliant one to walk into the, you know, that's a, a fucking John Cazale level uh, resume. Yeah, no you know kidding. what I mean? Like just one and done. No, <laughs> um, I, th- I think he was just. Yeah, I think he just had the, uh, the yeah, everything I searched says greatest prank phone call in history. Yeah, good so, for him. Um, um, so so that, yeah, well, f- this is the last one, right? Yeah, so finishing now, off if, with if this. You, uh, if you got to this point, you definitely want to be watching on YouTube because uh, we have some great clips of of Al Michaels in studio. This yeah. great video of the so, old studio. So this is why Al Michaels is the best. Because if you heard like you you heard us say Al Michaels is the greatest, but if you heard that clip and that's it, you could be like Al Michaels sounds. Why is he tattling on on fucking Howard? Um, but that now you kind of realize with this interview how in on it Al Michaels yeah. was. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> Did you hear the call right from the beginning? Right from the beginning. Uh-huh. Now, I, I and you knew within two seconds. I live in the neighborhood. I didn't recognize that as a neighbor's voice. <laughs> yeah, right. Voice. You don't hear too many voices that sound yeah. like this. Uh, it's like, yeah. Hello there, Mr. Jennings. I'm here with the old man. He's looking real scared. I can see everything. I can see everything. I, I knew it wasn't even a renter. I knew that. But I, you knew it was totally farcical. Totally farcical. Yeah, that less was great. Anyone. Less anyone think. Yes. Less anyone. Yeah, exactly. So, less, lest anyone think. Yeah, I got the next one here, too. Um, but, yeah, that, it's it's so funny. To know that Al Michaels was like overjoyed <laughs> listening to, like giddy yeah. listening to. So the reason if you put me on, put me on, please, <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> um, so it, it, go listen. By the way, if you're interested, I've, if you made it this far into the episode, I assume you're somewhat interested. Go listen. There's a full like 43 minute interview or something like that with Al Michaels and Howard Stern, um, and it's basically them talking about this the, almost the entire time. Um, but it's interesting because they're talking about the reason Al Michaels was even involved that day is because he had a personal relationship with OJ. They were like friends back in the day. And it's interesting to hear Al Michaels, because then there wasn't this pressure to separate yourself. You know, like now celebrities are essentially like politicians, where if there's a controversy, you have to separate yourself. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be involved with this person. You ignore the fact that you were ever friends right. or you have to act like they betrayed you in some way. You can't just say like, oh yeah, maybe I, I guess I never really knew the guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to hear Al kind of casually. He's like, oh yeah, no, we were good friends. And so it was, we, you know, it was tough for me to kind of wrestle with like, did he do these things? Like I met, I saw him out with Nicole. Like it was interesting to hear him kind of just casually talk about that. Yeah. Nowadays they'd be like, Al Michaels, did you also kill your ex-wife? Yeah, right, right. You right. monster. Yeah. What does this say about you, Al? <laughs> 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 but with, it's interesting to hear him like, you know, with no pressure of that, just yeah. kind of talk about it with Howard Stern. And again, now... If the equivalent of Al Michaels, uh, you know, Jim Nance or Joe Buck, whoever, uh, goes on with Rogan and pals around in this way, it's like, oh, my, he's tainted forever. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, oh, Al Michaels is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like it shows a different side to him that maybe we didn't know was there. Yep. Uh, there's I a little got, more to this. Yeah, I got a couple more. Yeah. First thing that comes into my mind is... This is the World Trade Center all over again. Right. <laughs> because the World Trade Center, someone I, got either, through, either too. Either Captain Jenks. Right. Or, you know. It's one of the guys. Or, or one of the guys. Right, I right. Know, I, I just sort of know it's going to be one. I know it's one of the guys. All right. And, me, and when it went on for how long did you think, I've got to do something? Yeah, are you trying to break in the whole time and get word to Peter Jennings? Well, not really, because I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I, I, truth be, Howard, truth yeah. be told, I, you know, I know that my day of reckoning in this studio is going to come. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm thinking about at right. that point. Right, right, right. Because you're part of history no, no, no now. No matter what I do, and the, the, the key thing to me was, do I do do I or do I not mention your name? Yes, right. now that's what I was going to ask exactly. you. Now, I said, I yeah. think you played it right. I, well, I, yeah. I, I didn't, it was a hard call. It was a real hard, on one hand, I wanted to, but I felt if I did, a lot of people would, would be, you know, turned off you, you know, who really didn't Well, you don't have to think of that. About. I like to hear my name under any circumstances. And well, mind. Yeah. But, <laughs> turn a few people off. Yeah. You know, I've turned plenty of people and off. And then I get, I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe if I don't mention Howard's name, this will escape the gang in New York, right? And you, oh. you'll never hear about it. And then yeah. I tell myself, yeah. you moron. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, now, I don't know how much of that was sincere, just because I also think there was probably an element of him thinking like, does mentioning the Howard name, you know, kind of sully this in some way? I, I think you know? it's fun. The way that Al Michaels did it when he yeah. cut in, I thought was the funniest way possible. He did it the perfect he way. He could have handled Less it. Lest anyone yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a totally farcical call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Baba Booey, uh, you know, he's like, uh, you know, talking about a popular radio personality. Yeah. Well, so that's why it, it what whatever was going through Al's mind in that moment was the correct way to go about it because the Howard fans all knew exactly what that was with yes. the Baba Booey and it makes it so much funnier to have that kind of uh you know Peter uh just so you know <laughs> um and there's also in this again another thing if you want to go watch this interview Billy West is in there and he does a to the point where when they started interviewing Al Michaels like you know obviously you know I, I can't see this so I'm just listening to it yeah and I was like are they Talking to Billy West as Al Michael, like the per, uh, uh, impression is so perfect by Billy West that they are talking to each other both as Al Michaels, <laughs> and you can't quite tell which one's the real one. <laughs> um, but we have one more uh, Al Michaels clip here. Yep. I knew Peter well, so stupid. I have to remind him to breathe, Howard. <laughs> I knew I was the only See? one that really yeah. knew what was happening. Yep. You right. mean nobody yeah. else at ABC well, could figure this out? Yeah, only Al knows oh, what's going on. Man. I think Al should run ABC. Something told me that you Downs in particular was not quite hip enough to understand the Baba Booey drop-in. So yeah. I figured, you know, it was me or nobody at that point. Yeah. 
You know, it's unbelievable when you think about it in a sense of history, you have two people who are murdered. The main suspect is on the lam, and the newscasters are, field, are fielding phony phone calls on television. It's just unbelievable. It's just incredible. All right, so let's take you back to that night. Anytime you want to break in, you just feel free okay. and tell me what's going on behind the scenes okay. at this point. Okay, here we go. Peter Jennings. I love this phone call. Right. Al, of course, a co-star in this. He comes in at the end. Save the day. To, to inform a major Peter. Part, a major part, though. What you really wanted to say was, Peter, you are so stupid. Don't you <laughs> see? You think Sorry, that man folks. lives in? Where does OJ live? Yeah. Sorry, folks. This yeah. is Al Michaels. Uh, Peter was playing tic-tac-toe with an intern while he was talking. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's a perfect. Billy West does a perfect Al Michaels. Um, but yeah, they go they go on to kind of break down the phone call and. What's interesting that I don't think would really happen now is you're hearing Howard say, like, how fucking dumb is Peter Jennings? And Al Michaels is laughing and choking around. Like, that yeah. wouldn't happen where, no. you know, you have a, a pro like Al Michaels kind of busting balls of his colleagues, you know? Al Michaels would have to go back and be like, Peter, I'm so Peter, sorry. I have to apologize. I didn't stand up for you back there. That's an interesting, you know? Skanks. I mean, that's sorry. A, that's an interesting point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd have Nikki Glazer on to tell. Um, so, uh, yeah. One of the, one of the greatest eras of comedy i i th well it's hard to say one of the greatest but just like for the things that i enjoyed particularly norm maybe we'll go back and do a norm oj day as well yeah you could do all i mean we when we did norm yeah we pulled a lot of those clips but there's so many more yeah there's so many more oh there. for sure yeah. um so yeah i guess the norm getting fired essentially was a norm oj show yeah um but yeah, it, it it was a great era of comedy because you were able to make fun of that shit. And I think, uh, you know, if you really analyze it, like if you are, if you're having a class on uh, whatever you want to call it, cancel culture, um, you know, social justice, whatever, I think the Howard Stern show is a fascinating study because there there are a lot of elements where you're like, oh yeah, that is wrong. Like you shouldn't say shit like that or marginalize people in that way or reduce them to a voice or an accent or whatever. Um, and there are elements of that same, you know, line of joking where you're like, ah, he's fucking around. He's being absurd. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I think there are a lot of levels to it that are an interesting study. And, you know, some of the nuance now is lost on people and you just look at it as black and white. But I think the Howard Stern show, and there's many aspects we could probably go down, but I thought OJ was probably the best kind of central, uh, you know, centralized lane to go down um, as far as analyzing that type of shit. But yeah. if you made it to this point, uh, I assume you enjoyed it. So thank you for sticking around. And uh, if you have any, like I said, this was uh, the Warthog's idea to do for an episode. So if you guys have any suggestions, hit me up on Twitter, whatever, Patreon, whatever. Um, go to patreon.com slash blindmike to get these episodes a week early. Uh, and if you want your podcast to sound like this, or you want to film something, Matt does uh, short films here and all kinds of stuff at Vaulted Podcasts in Pateka, Rhode Island. So if you're in the area, I highly suggest you come down, hit up uh, Matt from RI on Twitter, or uh, what is it, Vault Vaulted Podcasts RI.com? That is correct. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, and there's Vaulted Podcasts RI on, uh, on Twitter as well. And, yeah. Or you can just DM me or hit me up on Twitter. Yes. And, uh, you know, they're not here, but go listen to a very good show, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, Craig is, the the last couple of weeks, Craig promoted the Average Nobodies. Are they back? Uh, yeah, we we did a show uh, a couple weeks ago, but we're, but we're, yeah, we're, we're doing it semi-regularly, which is more than never. Which All right, is so go we check out before. Matt's yeah. podcast, too. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I said, 
Uh, oh, and, uh, you know, subscribe and everything. Do all the free stuff. If you don't feel like subscribe to Patreon, do all the free stuff that helps the show. Leave five-star reviews on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. Like Matt said, there's elements of this episode that are probably better uh, visually. Yeah. And uh, next, next week's episode, I think that's true for sure. Um, so uh, hit up the YouTube, subscribe, like, all that stuff helps the algorithm apparently. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week on Why You Laughing. Well, it is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California. <laughs> <laughs>